It's seven minutes after the hour, and uh, Nikki Haley is addressing uh, the country on a uh, state of the presidential race. I, I've got a feeling I know what she's up to. Uh, she is she's uh, announcing that she is not throwing in the towel. She is not quitting. I uh, there's a part of me that thinks her, her logic is that if something happens to Donald Trump. And he actually cannot run. She stayed in the race and she will accumulate uh, electors. Uh, She'll, if he quits, she'll be in a position to take the nomination. I don't know if the Republicans will let her do that or if at the convention they'll upend it all. But it certainly does look like that's what she's doing. Political elite want me to drop out, she says. But she's not going to. She's going to stay in this. Uh, The other thing that she's doing, because this was so unusual and people weren't sure if she was going to announce that she was dropping out, Donald Trump is going to have a, a town hall tonight. And she gets to preempt him by doing what she's doing at this very moment. You know, politically, it's pretty savvy. Her tenacity and perseverance, some people would find admirable. Uh, but that's uh, that's what the uh, gist of this is. It's a campaign speech. It gives her uh, a, an avenue to address voters that she wouldn't have had uh, after Donald Trump's uh, town hall tonight. Uh, so it, it really is, it's, it's smart on her part. Uh, we'll be hearing from Tom Luther any minute now. I don't know, uh, I just uh, chatted with him. He's going to be on board with us, talk about this uh, city council meeting. And uh, I think he's got some pretty good observations. In the meantime, let me get uh, Rick on this uh, town hall. Rick, good morning. Yes, will the town hall feature the sale of new tennis shoes or other matters of importance? I think he sold out of the tennis shoes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, those are the most god-awful looking things I've ever seen. Terrible. Have you yeah. seen them? I, I've not seen them. I wouldn't I be caught dead in those things. No? Do they have gold lame on them? Even if I like the guy, and I don't hate Trump, it's just the the, the shoes are awful. Yeah. Where's Tom Luther? I just talked to Tom, and he's uh, supposed to be on the program here. Uh, I don't know. All right. You want to play any of this Nikki Haley till Tom gets here? You know, um, go ahead and pot it up. Let's see what we can hear. Harder than ever. That's why I refuse to quit. South Carolina will vote on Saturday. But on Sunday, I'll still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. I'm campaigning every day until the last person votes. Because I believe in a better America and a brighter future for our kids. Nothing good in life comes easy. I'm willing to take the cuts. The bruises and the name calling 
Because the only way you get to the blessing is by going through the pain. Dropping out would be the easy route. I've never taken the easy route. I've been the underdog in every race I've ever run. I've always been David, taking on Goliath. And like David, I'm not just fighting someone bigger than me. I'm fighting for something bigger than myself. I'm All right, this is just, it's just a, it's a glorified campaign speech uh, where she gets an opportunity to respond to Donald Trump before Donald Trump gets to make his uh, town hall meeting. And, you know, it, it shows tenacity and perseverance. And, and you know, every delegate she collects uh, she gives her a leg up on uh, Ron DeSantis or anybody else. If something happens to Trump, uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. And she may be there to, to pick up the pieces. Time will tell. Uh, Tom Luther went to the city council meeting. He's supposed to be calling us. Uh, and we, uh, we literally just chatted a few minutes ago uh, to talk about uh, what he saw. And, you know, I, I, I thought his observations were pretty good, and I wanted to share them with you. Uh, I met Tom when he ran for city council uh, several years ago. Uh, I had him on the program, I had him in the studio, and I was really impressed with him. I thought, what a great addition this guy would make to the city council. I thought that way about others, too, uh, in, in, <laughs> including uh, the uh, vice president or president of Meyer Works, Lisa Meyer. I think she'd be a great addition. But he, uh, I met him then, and he was, I thought, uh, a great uh, candidate. He didn't get into the city council because, of course... Uh, we are hammered with socialists here, and and uh, it made it uh, difficult. But anyway, uh, I, I value his insight. I've chatted with him about other topics. He was at the city council meeting. He is going to call in, uh, tell us what he's observed about this uh, gay and lesbian transgender legislation that obviously the city, uh, the city council here would, would vote yes on. Um, it, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. There's, I guess this is what it boils down to, as I understand it, is, well, he, Tom's going to be on right now. He's, he's calling in. But it, it appears it's because they want a we where they want a we and they don't care. Uh, it's, it's just kind of silly. Uh, Tom, glad to have you with us. Reverend Tom Luther. And so you went to the city council meeting and they they voted on this gay lesbian thing. I thought it was just one of those, uh, you know, we're certifying our bona fides as liberals. Uh, what does this legislation translate into for the community? Well, it actually does nothing. Uh, one of the council persons said that we've already got these laws in place. But it affirms that the city does recognize that the LGTB community has the right to live according to what they identify to. And the underlining theme that I heard several times was the reason why they were all upset, most of them were upset, was because they felt very, and some of them even said this, suicidal, because they couldn't freely express themselves by not being able to go to the bathroom of their choice. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I thought that was very interesting, you know, and of course, 
you know, I may not be an expert at this, but my understanding of mental therapy is that if you're suicidal, there's some mental challenges that you have, regardless of what you want to blame it on, you know? And so I was compassionate. I'm very compassionate for their feelings, but I feel like, boy, what a mixed up, you know, uh, philosophy that we were dealing with. But I think the sad thing was is way our city legislated it, you know, just such a great waste of tax dollars. They even admitted there's not going to be any police force that's going to come in and reinforce anything that uh, they may be struggling with. We don't, we don't have the police force to do it anyway. They said uh, that's a low priority for the police to enforce this particular ordinance for our city. And, uh, and of course, I saw some partiality, you know, with how the meeting was ran, you know, for those who were, you know, for and, um, you know, opponents, I mean, not opponents, but uh, that were uh, for the uh, particular ordination. They got to say whatever they wanted to say. They got to address other legislations. But those who had opposing views. And mine was an opposing view, and I admitted it right away. Hey, I'm not a novice at this. I got booed. But in over, when I was getting booed, a group applauded me to overcome the boos. Well, the those who applauded me, they got chastised by the mayor. But those who booed me did not. And I just saw it, saw it as such a partiality, you know, by our city council and the leadership of our our city. I think Columbia can do better than that. What do you think, Gary? I'm sure they can. So let me uh, let me see if I have a a, a business in Columbia and some guy who thinks he's a girl wants to use the ladies room can I still stop him from going in the ladies room yes you can stop him and he can call the police but the police probably will never show up to uh, press any charges or anything wait a minute he would call the police he would have to yeah he would have to call the police or you could call the police, I guess, but, you know, but if he called the police and said, hey, I have a right, we got a city ordinance for me to use this bathroom, chances are police won't show up. So this legislation actually gives them the right to use whatever restroom they want on my property? I'm not sure if it gives them a right, um, but I would say this. It's an ordinance that says we endorse your freedom to use whatever bathroom you want on your property. That's correct. And my prayer that there's something wrong with any city council that would say yes to this. Here's what's here's what I here's what I fear. I fear that some guy will wander into the ladies' room while some father's daughter is in there, and that father's daughter is going to go in there and start cracking heads. I think it's going to put uh, the transgender uh, guy that's in the ladies' room in greater danger. And that's what they're fearful of, and that's why they wanted the city all ordered, so that they can do that without the feeling of being in danger. Well, they're going to be in danger because no father is going to want his daughter in a restroom with a guy. And here's the other uh, side of the uh, uh, opinion here, too, and that is, okay, maybe this is an ordinance for the city residents of Columbia, but what about that guy who lives outside our city? He doesn't know about this law. And he sees a guy go into a woman's restroom when his daughter's there. And he deals with it. Is he responsible to uphold the ordinance of the city of Columbia when he's from a different city that doesn't have the same view? Is he responsible to uphold the city ordinance when our state legislation says 
this is illegal. What a mess. What a stupid waste of time and, and tax dollars. Absolutely. It was a debacle, you know, and uh, I felt like it was probably the lowest point of the city of Columbia's municipality here. And uh, it was just dis disappointing to see the, the bad leadership that we have, you know, in our city right now. Yeah, they're literally catering to a mental problem. They're reinforcing right. a mental problem. So let me ask you this question. If you were a doctor and I came to you and said, hey, I want you to amputate my good right hand. And you go, why do you want to amputate your good right hand? So I can identify with amputees. Wouldn't you think that I had a mental problem? Absolutely. Wouldn't you think that that doctor should lose his license for practicing such a procedure, taking my arm off, even though I didn't need it? No. What is the difference? No, wait, wait, wait. If, if I wanted to remove my, if you wanted to remove your arm and a doctor could perform the surgery, I would not say that he should lose his license. I would okay. say... I would say you need a checkup from the neck up, and I would say, you know, he's certainly uh, profiting from your uh, your ignorance, but I wouldn't arrest him for it. He's No, I wouldn't arrest him for it either, but I would, I would question his integrity as a physician. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't go visit him later. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want him as my doctor. Tom, I wouldn't want him as my family practitioner. Right. <laughs> no. Tom, thank you for, for calling in. All I right, hate to cut you short, but uh, I'm no out of time. No problem. You have a great day. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Reverend. Take care. Reverend Tom Luther, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1124, and um, we've sent out the, uh, the bat signal so that we can get the news god of Zimmer Radio uh, on the program with us, uh, Brian Houseworth. Uh, to, get, to get more details on this uh, piece of legislation that uh, Tom uh, told us about, because I am a little bit confused about the restroom thing. Uh, and uh, there he is. Now he has wandered in. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to tell you the news god of Zimmer Radio has <laughs> entered the studio. Gary Brian Houseworth, good morning. Gary, it's a pleasure. How you been, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. Looking forward to uh, our fundraiser on yes. uh, Thursday and Friday. You and I will be on the air together a cu couple days there, you and I. Yeah, uh, that should be uh, really <laughs> tragic. Uh, I'm really Listen. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, is there any way? Uh, let, let me ask sure. you, because uh, Tom Luther just called, Reverend Luther, uh, and we were talking about this uh, gay, lesbian, yep. transgender crap that they passed mm -hmm. and I, there's just a little bit of confusion about restrooms if a transgender uh walks into the restroom of choice in other words if it's a guy who thinks he's a girl goes into the ladies room is that protected is that now going to be you know uh, will I get in trouble if I throw him out of that restroom? You know, that's not specifically addressed in the in the ordinance, Gary. And you're asking a question that the, the, the gentleman asked, and I'm sure other listeners have, and it's a fair question. The answer is I really am not sure, but I'm going to try to answer as best I can. They did approve, and then we can get into detail shortly about, you know, it was very emotional, some of the things that were said. But the it's really more of a... It's more of a resolution than it is a bill, but technically it is an ordinance. 
in its four pages, and I, I encourage, I think we're on the Eagle right now for sure. I encourage everybody, I've got it up on the KWS site as well, but 939theeagle.com, Gary. It would be the second story off to the right. It's got a, a, a caption of a Roy Lovelady who pushed for this, a councilman, so you'll see his picture. But in the story, I, I have a detailed kind of recap of what happened, and I link to the four-page bill that people can read, and I heard a little bit of your discussion. Bathrooms are not specifically, unless it's called something else, and I'm not being facetious at that, and or could be covered by something else, it is, it is not really addressed in this. However, the issue did come up, the bathroom issue did come up at the council meeting last night. It's in my story. There was a, and she listens to uh, 93.9 The Eagle, her name is Bonnie, and she's a grandmother, and Gary, she said, kind of echoing a little bit with what the gentleman who called into you said, she said her grandchildren are afraid to go to the restrooms at school. And she really chastised Roy Lovelady, her council person. She said, you're supposed to be representing me. And you know, he, of course, pushing this. He ended up voting for it. Of course, he was one of the main sponsors. But um, she said no children should have to fear going to the restroom. And that was her fear. But in terms of... And in, in, in listeners, if you want to disagree with me, if you see something in here, it's four pages. But I, Gary, I don't see it in here, and I've I've read it multiple times. Um, you know, they talk about, for instance, uh, there's a lot of stuff that really is not even specific to Columbia. They talk about bullying, the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, that killed 49 people, Club Q in Colorado. Um, they talk about um, social acceptance and inclusion of LGP, LG. BTQ people leads to better mental health outcomes. There is, um, there's just a lot of stuff in here. But in terms of the question you have, no. And I know that people are going, there, there is confusion. But I try to address it as best I can, knowing that it specifically is more of a resolution than more of a bill. But nonetheless, important. And the vote to approve it was 6-1. to one. Councilman Don Waterman um, from the 5th Ward did cast the lone no vote. Get me, Mr. Waterman. All right. um, We'll just have to uh, uh, wait and see. But it just strikes me as having been a waste of time, a waste of energy. Um, And, you know, Gary, the other thing quickly, I know you're up against a break, but worth mentioning here. And it'd be great to have Waterman on your show or Love Lady or whoever. But, you know, the, the students from Mizzou that were speaking, and there were a lot of them, Mizzou Student Association, they said... Virtually all the students they talk to support it, but with our listening audience, it's just probably the opposite. So, again, maybe it's different in terms of audiences, but several of them said if this wasn't passed, they were going to move. Uh, they suggested that they would move. Oh, they were. Yeah. You know what? If they, if they were going to move, that would be the best thing could happen to Columbia. How silly. They're going to move. For what? They said they didn't feel safe. That's what they, if it weren't passed, they did say that. There, and they were, it's not going to make them safer. That's what's, it's, it's, there's nothing behind this. It's just hot air. It's, it's essentially a resolution, but it packed the chamber. People literally lined up out the door, and so many people in there, they were worried they were going to violate the fire code. So some of them had to watch from, from the conference center or conference rooms, which you just never see. So lots of interest in this. Unbelievable. All right, there he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he is the news god of Zimmer Radio, Brian Houseworth. Brian, thank you for stepping in. Thank you, Gary. Looking forward to seeing you Thursday, bud. All right, we'll work together again. Um, all right, so this is this is just insane. They're threatening to leave? Well, goodbye. You know what? Go. Where are you going to go that you're going to feel safer? 
police will protect you. If somebody assaults you because you're trans or gay or whatever, police will protect you. Yes, so Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 11.36. I'm literally blowing a fuse over the stupidity of all this uh, transgender LGBTQ crap. Um, and then, Brian, what is that you just told me? They don't call it breast milk anymore? That's right. It's uh, it's not called breast milk. It's called lactation juice. And just <laughs> by the way, it's just as nutritious for babies as real breast milk. What? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Oh, my God. These... I, I, I don't even know where to go. This is such... This is such ignorance on the part of uh, the city council uh, and being influenced by people with mental illness to do their bidding. You should be discouraging this. You should be encouraging them to see a professional uh, about their mental illness. There's nothing good to come of this. Nothing at all. Uh, all right, uh, let me uh, let me move on. I because my head's going to explode. That's it's so it's so insane. It's so anti science, anti biology, anti common sense, and actually go. It's going to to be worse for these people when you facilitate their illusion uh, that they are what they aren't. That you're they ought to sue every member of city council. Uh, for every kid that wakes up and goes, oh, my God, what have I done to myself when they realize that this is all crap? Idiots. Flipping idiots. God. All right. Um, let me let me move on because it, it, it there's nothing good is going to come of this. A word is going to slip out of my mouth that will end a 40 year radio career. And I, I've got to be careful because it it's it's just that insane making morons absolute morons argentina <clears throat> the government in january saw its first monthly budget surplus in nearly 12 years why because they had the common sense to elect a libertarian president javier malay continues to push for strong spending cuts, uh, and it's turning them around. I saw a video of him. When he flies, he doesn't have Air Force One. He's flying on a commercial jetliner. And he has deregulated the airline industry, and the result is that prices have more than dropped in half. This is what happens when you get the government... Out of um, out of the the marketplace, the government has really one function, folks. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're in China, the United States, Brazil, you name it. The government should have one function, and that is to protect you from other people's behavior or from other people's actions. In other words. If uh, somebody uh, says, uh, buy this product and it will make cancer go away and it doesn't work, then you get to sue them. You may even get to criminally prosecute them. 
If they steal your car, club you over the head. Uh, if they break your windows on your house, it, no matter what it is, if they're assaulting you, the government then should step in and protect you. And they do this by holding these people criminally and civilly accountable. That's really about all government should do. Now, in this country, we've expanded it, and, and uh, it, it's protecting you from your own behavior. And some of you are saying to yourselves right now, well, wait a minute, Gary. We, we have public roads. The government makes uh, sidewalks, and, and they do all kinds of things. That could all have been a private marketplace pathway. Highways and roads could have been done using the private marketplace. Instead, we got into this mentality of the... And in fact, roads were originally paved by businesses. When loggers wanted to get their products to market, they made the roads. They paid for them. We could have done that. But setting that aside, let's say we, we set that aside and say, okay, the government can provide that. The only other task they have is to protect us from each other. At the federal level, the government should be protecting us from people who want to attack the United States. The state and local levels, they should be protecting us from our fellow man. The federal government shouldn't be uh, prosecuting somebody because they committed murder. Unless it was a federal official, it's a state and local issue. That's you know that's why the, uh, the the Roe v. Wade thing was ruled wrong because it wasn't the federal government's job; it was the state's issue. States decide how to handle murder. There should be no hate crime legislation. What the hell is hate crime? How did we get around to, to punishing people for what they were thinking when they committed a crime? You either committed a crime or you didn't. If you did, here's the punishment. I don't care what you were thinking. You killed somebody, we're getting you off the street. I don't care if you did it because you hated the race, the color, the religion, uh, uh, or because you were just trying to take their money. That's how the country should be run. Instead, we've got this huge government that ref that that literally regulates and taxes every single thing you do. There is nothing I can think of that they don't tax or regulate. From the air you breathe, the medicine you take, uh, the, the house you buy, the car you drive, the health care you enjoy, every, everything they regulate and tax. Speaking of taxes, can I jump in here a minute with some IRS tax tips for this filing season? For, yeah. you, for you people that uh, file your taxes by yourself, I want to let you know that illegal activities like, uh, oh, I don't know, money from dealing illegal drugs must be included on your income on Schedule yep. 1, Form 1040, Line 8Z, or on Schedule C, 1040, from your self-employment activity. 
Let's move to stolen property. If you steal property, you must report <laughs> its fair... No, I'm not making this up. I know you're not. I, I'm, I'm familiar with this. If you steal property, you must report its fair market value and your income in the year that you steal it, unless you return it to its <laughs> rightful owner in the same year. This, ladies and gentlemen, is our beloved government at work. Yeah, this is what happens. <laughs> this, it, it, the complexity of our tax system is outrageous. I, I'm just, you know, so disillusioned with Democrats and Republicans. And I look at a guy like Malay, he will turn that country around. He is beginning to deregulate at a phenomenal rate. And it's reflected uh, in, in the marketplace. They're, uh, fi they've actually got a budget surplus. You know, even when uh, when Bill Clinton was in the White House, they said we had a budget surplus. We didn't. That included Social Security money the Treasury spent. It was actually still not a budget surplus. Malay has pulled it off. Malay has pulled it off. Why can't we elect a Malay in the United States? Instead, we're dealing with these two old farts, and they are <laughs> just the same old, same old crapo. All right, I'm through. Uh, I'm going to just take some phone calls. I'll is uh, is uh, let me go. I'll get Gene first. First shall be last. Gene, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? I am frustrated. Well, I share your frustration, and you are 100 percent right. the The federal government, especially, has no should have no activity besides protecting us from enemies, foreign and domestic. And the, the problem is the further that we let them go down the road that they're on of all these new, oh, whether it's a committee or another organization or the EPA or whatever, the further they go down these things, the more power they take. And when we give them that power, they will never get it back short of a use of force by the people. And it is becoming so oppressive. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I try and pay my taxes to a T try and live a ideal life, don't break laws. But there's only one thing I fear in America, and it's the government, because we have no recourse against them. I mean, whether it's police departments that seize people's assets with, with no right to do it, and it's, it's an act of Congress to try and get your stuff back, I mean, it's, it's never-ending oppression, and I, I just don't see any way we're going to turn it around. That's the problem. You know, the Founding Fathers, the reason that we, we have the Second Amendment is because they wanted the, the tyrannical government to be afraid of us. What you just demonstrated is that they have flipped it, and we are afraid of them. Absolutely, and the problem that we have here, you know, we, we, I was just having dinner with a friend yesterday, and I said that to him, and he has a different opinion on the Second Amendment, but, you know, when you say that to people, they look at you like, like you're a lunatic. I mean, honestly, they do, unless people really understand the Second Amendment. And, and you know, when January 6th happened, I heard this time after time, and I will tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a violent person. I, I'm not a big gun guy or anything. But, you know, after January 6th, we heard time after time, uh, violence is never the answer. Well, number one, if that's the case, I guess we need to go back and give the country back to Great Britain because we didn't get this country without violence. That's how it started. But the other half is is the governments cloak their intent 
and their force with violence. It yep. always ends with violence. If you won't pay your taxes on your house, they will they will come and they will have the sheriff move you out. And if you try and resist, they will kill you and sell your house to somebody else. Everything in the end resorts back to violence, and that's what people don't understand. And the more rights we give away, the worse it's going to get. And I think it's already gone too far, I don't think. We, we don't have the backbone of the founders. I, I mean, I... I wouldn't want to start an insurrection. I have no interest in fighting fellow Americans, but, you know, it's, we need to stop government because government is the problem, not the cure. All right. I found my guest host for my next day off. Uh, Gene, I appreciate everything you said, and I think you were 100% right on everything you said. Thank hey, you. Have a good day, Gary. You Thank too. You. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How is it that in Ar the Argentine, how did they wake up? What was this guy's, uh, you know, what was his campaign like? Huh? What, what, what did he say that woke these people up? It's their first monthly surplus since August of 2012. And the first surplus for a January since 2011, according to their economy ministry. Wow. Wow. All right, to the phones we go. I got time to get one more in here, Brian? Yes, you do. All right, we'll get Rich in here. Rich, good morning. Yeah, Gary, I hate to bring you back into your bad mood, but I just wanted to ask, could you educate me into the fact that if you're in Columbia and you had an altercation with somebody, an LGBTQ person in the bathroom, if they called the police, would that give you a hate crime charge and would that affect your gun rights? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think it goes that far. Uh, I don't think they... I, I, I just didn't know if that wasn't a controversy between the state and the local legislation. You know, because you can't... How can they charge somebody and take away feasibly their gun rights for committing a hate crime against somebody? Yeah, I don't, I don't then, think, yeah, I don't think uh, they're going that far. But if they're upset because they can't take a whiz in the uh, restroom of their choice... Uh, and that gives them special rights, then i got to tell you, I'd much rather use the ladies' room. I'm sure the view would be much better than the men's room. All right, Rich, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock, quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.54. Glad to have you with us. I've calmed down a bit, but I'm not kidding you. I was, the insanity, the lunacy of this is, is bizarre. But I, I lamented that uh, if these transsexuals can be upset about not being able to use the restroom of their choice uh, and that they get, you know, some kind of special protection, you know, I'd much rather use the ladies' room, uh, if, if nothing else, because uh, I'd rather look at women than guys. And Brian said, I can do that. Yeah, pretty much, uh, based on this, uh, well, I don't know if it's official, but the way it is is that uh, if... You are using the wrong bathroom. All you have to do is say, no, I identify as a woman, right? Or vice versa. Yeah. I, it, you know, can you imagine a six foot five inch, 250 pound guy with a, you know, a, a 12 o'clock shadow? Yep. Uh, wandering into the ladies' room and women <laughs> screaming everywhere. And I go, hey, it's okay. I identify as a woman. I got that on tape. Thank you. Oh, jeez. Oh, Am I going to have to put up with this forever, too? Please, please, somebody burn his computer. 
<sighs> See, I thought you were going to do it to me. <laughs> no, no, because I play above board. You're the I one see. that's you're the one that plays the dirty trick. He took a piece of audio. Oh, I never take things out of context. Out of context, <laughs> and plays it uh, to embarrass me all the time. And it's just, I think it's uh, people enjoy it though. Go at my expense. Yeah, and it's not true. Are you a Democrat? <laughs> Man, the end justifies the means. Okay, let me see here. Uh, what is this uh, from Marty? Let's see. Hi there. They don't do this anymore, but in Greene County, they used to offer a person convicted of a drug offense uh, an offer. They would tell them if they signed a document that uh, they sold some amount, say $50,000 of the drugs, they'd give them a suspended sentence. If they signed it, they would then take them to the document down to the hall, uh, down the hall to the IRS office. Oh, that's a that's a dirty trick. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, tomorrow's show, normally uh, we would have had uh, Secretary Eigel on today's show. And tomorrow we would have had... Uh, Jay Ashcroft. Uh, Jay Ashcroft on Secretary of State. But both of them had previous obligations. So this week, uh, I don't get to pick their brains on uh, some major events that have happened here. But on tomorrow's show, we do have uh, the Epic Times, and we also have uh, my favorite uh, economist uh, coming on the program to talk about the state of the economy, uh, which I think continues to go in the wrong direction. Uh, but we'll we'll find out um, what Murray Sabrin has to say. He'll be with us on tomorrow's program. Then Thursday and Friday, we change directions entirely. Uh, Thursday and Friday, we're going to be raising money for the Children's Miracle Network here in, uh, in Missouri, and in, uh, in central Missouri. And um, I got to tell you, the, the, the Missouri Credit Union uh, really helps us uh, make this happen every year. They, they really care. And I always uh, enjoy doing this because I think I'm giving back to the community that has supported me for the last 15 years. And we invite you to do the same. You can go to our website, either kwos.com or the eagle939.com, and uh, click on the link, and there will be ways for you to donate. You'll feel like you're part of the community, and you will make a difference. we got to run whatever it, whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.